Hey lovers, welcome back to The Love Pod. Joining us today are Andy and Danielle, two of the cast members from Love is Blind. We didn't get to see much of their stories on the show, so they're here today to share a little more about themselves and about that one time Andy got kidnapped in Vietnam. Keep listening to hear the whole story. Hey guys, welcome back to The Love Pod. We are here live and in person with the brunette bombshell herself, Danielle, and the vodka king, Andy. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hey, how are you? I like that. Welcome to the love pod. So um, I want to thank you guys for coming out to meet with us today. And I, I'm telling you, and I tell you, these guys are gorgeous in person. Oh, my God. I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dina and Jordan um, on the line as well, and uh, I guess we'll go ahead hey and get right into it. Hello. Uh, <laughs> so Dina, how is it rainy out there? Because it is rainy out here, and I got these guys sitting outside with me in the rain. That's how much they well, love me. Uh, oh my God. Things you go through. <laughs> no, it's beautiful here. In, uh, shorts and a tank top. <laughs> Does it rain in Arizona? You need to Sorry, send a guys. little bit of that over here. <laughs> I'll I'll do what I can. It does rain. It rains pretty bad here when it does rain, but uh, luckily we have a lot more. It's literally been raining in Atlanta for two months now. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. And it snowed a little. Maybe we'll do a trip to Vegas. Yeah. Next podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Jordan. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's raining over here too in Northeast Alabama. So. Okay. All right. So I guess we'll go ahead and get right on into it because I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time. So first I want to ask Danielle, how did you find out about the show? So crazy story. They actually found me. Um, I'm not even that big into social media. I'm not really on too much. Only kind of recently. And um, my sister, Brittany, she actually did another one of their TV shows. She did... Um, if you've heard of Married at First Sight. Yes. 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 That was your sister. Well, they had a spinoff called Second Chance. Okay. And she did an, a season with David. And so the people who did the casting knew my sister. And they found my profile through my sister. And then they contacted me. And they contacted, contacted her and was like, hey, do you think your sister would be interested? And she kind of like persuaded me even to just kind of think about the idea. Because I wasn't 100% sure what it was going to be like. Okay. So it seems like you got a little, you got to skip the line a little, huh? I didn't uh, know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> Andy's like, wait a minute now. <laughs> so how did you find out about the show, Andy? I got hit up on Instagram by a casting agent, actually. And I, um, honestly, I was literally driving home from work and hating my job. And I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And then got the most interesting message of my life. And I thought it was a scam at first or thought it was fake or something like that. And um, I did a Skype interview with uh, my casting agent. Yeah, they wanted to make sure you were real because you are gorgeous. No, no, no. <laughs> and then, um, well, I did the interview with her at first. And then, honestly, I didn't think I got it. And then a few months later, I was literally, this is going to look bad. I was on like a bad Bumble date or something like that. <laughs> and I decided, or like we had been, we'd gone on a few dates and I was like, man, I'm kind of bummed. I never got hit up by that show again. So I emailed them back and they're like, yeah, we actually didn't think you wanted to be on it. It what? was like in two weeks. I got really lucky. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got really lucky. Finding <laughs> <laughs> so out things about each other even now. Yeah. 
but it, it really was a long casting process. Mm-hmm. Um, months. It, it months. Yeah. It was like I think I went four to five months of casting, and we had to do several different Skype interviews. Um, I know Rory psych had, evaluation. Uh, yeah, psych yeah. evaluation, doctor's appointment. Really? So you yeah. guys were straight up saying? Well, actually, here's the thing: is the guy <laughs> that's that was crazy enough. The guy that's that was is. doing the psych evaluation at the same time as me didn't make it on the show so no i don't know if he failed it or something <laughs> he failed wait yeah. let me ask you since you guys had to do all these psychic evaluations psychic evaluations and things did they t- do they did they do like medical tests as well they did we had doctor's appointments yeah i guess there was something but yeah. mostly for no mine was virtual I did oh, a virtual did. doctor's okay. appointment because it was in an office <clears throat> and then i i had to answer like a 500 question thing same 500 questions it took hours Oh, oh, wow. I, cr- I cranked the mind. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, no, 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 yes, no, 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 Andy's trying to save the day. If Andy didn't have a girlfriend, okay? That's all I got to say. <laughs> Nikki, you can't hit on me. You cannot <laughs> date the whole cat. That's what I do. That's the word. Rory, I was hitting on Danielle, too. Don't be upset. Rory. Rory, I was like, girl, look at those eyes. Oh, Rory, whenever I see him, big old hug. So what made you decide to go ahead and go on the show? Ooh. Well... I think, like Andy had said, you know, he didn't know if it was a scam or real or not. But thankfully, my sister had a good experience with another show that they did. And I was able to get some pretty good feedback from her. So I felt pretty comfortable doing it. Um, I'm kind of like a yes person when it comes to a lot of things. So I was like, hey, why not try it? You know, why not? I've had horrible luck dating. Um, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> So why not try it, you know? I just honestly it was just like another cool life experience to add on to some cool stuff I've done already. So I, I don't know, it was just one of those things I didn't expect to get married or anything like that. I just wanted to I mean, it would have been cool, but I'm just saying, like, I mean it was more like you see let's be honest. He's he's looking at my facial expressions. Yeah. He's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you see the word next yeah. to something and it's now you're like yeah i'm gonna do that yeah, yeah. like it's not like I'm I'm not 19, <laughs> 1990s or early 2000s mtv dating show where they're playing a bunch of stupid sound effects in the background i like, didn't know it was netflix until halfway through the casting and i had already oh, said knew, yes and signed up <laughs> awesome so uh, it have been like on i don't know like super cable company like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, comes on your roku device no one you can only watch it on your roku wait TV. a minute i'm on a movie on, on voodoo don't do that ten thousand dollar budget for a two-hour movie it's real bad terrible movie it's called king of kings though so um how many people did you guys initially uh, connect with on the show? Like in the pod? 15 guys and 15 girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it started out um, it was 15 guys and 15 girls. And I'm sure you guys know a little bit now about the process. So the first few days, we had very short dates. and Seven minutes. Yeah, seven minutes. First day. So you had seven minutes to decide if you were connecting with someone or not. And then... At that point, we had to narrow our list down. So, I mean, 
we only had seven minutes to decide. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people like I only talked to Gigi once. I talked yeah. to Lauren once. Like you know, a lot of people that like. I, I only mean, talked to Carlton one time. Yeah, like uh, so Kenneth I didn't even. Once. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I have a question about that. <clears throat> so let's say the people that you talked to one time was it that you just knew that you did not have an attraction to that person off the bat, so you didn't want to deal with them anymore, or what? How did how did they go about was, that? I think it was the format that maybe didn't work necessarily for that. Because, you know, sometimes you need that face-to-face interaction. to. Re- I, I think that's one problem with the format is that there's some people you really only get it out of them until you meet face-to-face and you get that chemistry. But I don't, I don't think there's any girls in the show. Like, I'm not saying I would have gotten to go to Gigi if I'd met her in person. We get along. I've met her a few times. But, like, we're not. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I haven't met her and been like, oh, I should have gotten married to you. <laughs> like, I, so, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely the people that I did like, I could kind of tell – pretty quickly uh, like or want to talk to him again for me i think it was a different experience um i kind of knew right off the bat who i connected with it, it didn't take much i know we only had seven minutes but i think honestly just a couple minutes in i knew who i had a connection with and who you know was a great person and fun to talk to but i didn't see them as a potential husband so for me and it was crazy because literally my first pod date I had and I was so nervous like let me tell you like I was trembling walking down this hallway and like none of us knew what we were getting ourselves into it was so scary I'm like literally shaking you're getting filmed the whole time too so it's real weird and we're all trying to like be all like oh god don't trip and all that stuff and yeah like probably holding my breath like I will say you guys look good while y'all were doing it because it looks you didn't see most of the I mean that could have been like (laughs) the first take where I stumbled a little bit already told us that it was he said it was over 500 episodes worth oh it is stuff I I didn't know that that makes sense though because it was um that's the funny part when people like assume they know what but I mean like I'll go back to what I was saying for that first pod date and like the door open and I sat down and I said hello and the first voice I heard first pod experience was Rory Mm -hmm. and like truly like I'm not even kidding this weight lifted off my shoulders and I was like wow okay this guy sounds awesome and I feel so much more comfortable and like I I felt a connection like right away and I think that really set the standard for the rest of the show for me as well or the experience because I felt so comfortable with him. I was like, okay, these are real people back there, just like me, you know, going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was actually about to ask you to tell us about your love stories on the show. Like, do you guys have any love stories or connections that you really made? I know you just said with Rory specifically. You want to go in depth with that? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, you know, you just talked to Rory recently, and it's out there online now that Rory and I did actually get engaged on the show as well so we definitely had a connection mm-hmm. um it the whole experience was pretty powerful like it's hard to describe especially with there not being much footage of the pod because that's where the magic really happened like people were truly themselves 100 percent authentic they let down all these walls and I just wish that they showed more of that, you know, because you watch the show as like a viewer and you're like, 
whoa, hold on. How are these people in love? They just talked for five minutes. You know, it's, there was so much more than that. I actually can understand. I'm, I'm an emotional person, Mm -hmm. so I don't care too much about the physical. It's like, you know, like I, like I said to Roy, can I love you with my eyes closed? Mm -hmm. And that's what this, I feel like the experiment was about. And that's why I think I loved it so much. Cause I was just like, I can relate. <laughs> I think everyone, I kind of wish everyone got the chance to do it. Like to be honest, it was very interesting. And I, I feel like it, I, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people would take ballsy moves of having to get engaged and stuff like that, but it was very, it was very interesting way to meet. Like that's why we're friends now exactly. and, we, and you know, and stuff like that. Um, I actually really like Kelsey, which we don't need to talk about too much because, as you know, Kelsey will not love that. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Yeah, okay. and I met her a no, week after don't the talk show. About that. No, I'll tell you. It's a week after the show ended. I literally met her when Kelsey or Elsie was sitting across the table from me, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so that kind of sucked. But yeah. But I mean, you did like and- Andy wasn't there as long. Um, at the facility. Yeah, no, I got, I was part of like the first little cut or whatever because mm-hmm. I think I wasn't asking as many of the, like, I wasn't diving deep into the what would you do with a marriage type questions. Mm-hmm. I was just like shooting the shit and just yeah. talking and stuff. So I definitely wasn't as, uh, some of the guys, I mean, our, literally our journals, like some of the guys had like pages written in the journals where I just had like a series of smiley faces. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, love is simple. I internalize notes. I don't need to mm-hmm. write out a paragraph. But once I realized they were reading it, I probably should have uh, written more. But, you know. That's why I wanted to not put anything. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it had to be authentic. <laughs> Did you have a, a big journal, Danielle, or were you kind of like Andy? Um, so we all had notebooks, but I definitely was not journaling. I <laughs> I definitely was. I'm I'm a very emotional person, but I like to speak about my emotions. So I say most of the time when we had downtime and we were in the facility with the girls. I was just talking to everybody, you know, we were all connecting all of us. It was like a sorority, you know, it wasn't just making connections with the guys on the other side. Like all the girls became so close and, you know, we were helping each other through a lot. It was an emotional experience. So in my downtime, I honestly, if I wasn't baking, cause that's what I would do. That was my stress reliever. Oh, we heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Apple, apple, what was it? Apple, apple crisp, crisp right? Yes. <laughs> apple crisp. Yes, the apple. I, I literally stress bake. I'm not kidding. I still do. Always have on set. I requested at the facility that I had baking. <laughs> now that I know you, it's hilarious and it makes so much sense. Yes, <laughs> I was like, I need flour. I need oatmeal. I need sugar. I need vegan butter. You know, like you should have brought some apple crisp today. I should have. I should have. <laughs> she was gonna bring some to the premiere. I know. I told everyone I was bringing apple crisp to the premiere party, but I'm kidding. <laughs> Cooking was tough there, though, because they, um, without going too much from the set, there was, like, a, a voltage limit. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you couldn't turn the oven too high or else Why? Because they had so many pots. So many things going on, all the lighting and the cameras they, and yeah. stuff like that. that <laughs> like, you know, and so the only time we cooked when I was there was someone left the pizza in the oven for <laughs> literally we 30 minutes that. too long. It was black. and So like, you were the one that burned pizza in the No, pie. I can cook. I'm a good okay. cook. Uh, I actually microwave <laughs> eggs in the, 
in the or yeah, like you can cook eggs in the microwave, and I did that once or twice, which was weird to all the guys, but I don't care. But you're like, hey, it doesn't blow out. Yeah. The other stuff. Yeah, that was funny. I remember that we could smell it all the way on the girl awful. side of the house. Awful. We were like, what is burning? I love pizza though. I was thinking about still eating it. Picking off the crust. Oh no, no, no! The charcoal pizza is never. Yeah, I like some charcoal crust. <laughs> I like the cheese to be a little burn. That's that's funny. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Danielle, you, you talked about the environment uh, with the girls in the pods, and we want to know more about that on both your ends. Was it a close connection? Where there was there any kind of tension? And what did you do to pass your free? Well. You know, honestly, free time. The, I know what free time is. <laughs> I mean, we had a little bit of free time, but the free time that we had was honestly just connecting with each other. I mean, we were cooking a lot. A lot of the girls had special like dietary restrictions. So we were always in the kitchen, like making smoothies or making some kind of like soup or like sauteed kale or something. I don't know. Omelets. We had a lot of avocados delivered Burnt on our pizza side. versus kale smoothies. <laughs> yeah, we had um, you know, there was a lot of girl talk. We really didn't have anything to distract us. Like we didn't have TV. We didn't have music. We didn't have books. Like we really didn't have anything. So we would just sit down and we would just talk for hours. And it was beautiful because I feel like people don't get to do that anymore. No and distractions. There was no distractions. And everyone was being their true authentic self. And I can't stress that enough that that's what was so amazing about this experiment is that people honestly let down all those walls and they could be themselves. On the girl side, with the girls, not just the guys, you know. Um, but we were definitely working out as well. I know the guys had some push-up competitions going on. It wasn't just that. Me and Mikey woke up after three hours of sleep and drinking all day and we worked out. That's how we became friends. Yeah, we, we were doing yoga were on my gals. side. No. Not as extreme. There wasn't push-up competitions. The guys competitions. had all their testosterone with the girls. Like, oh, it was tons of testosterone on that side. Yeah. It was like a, uh, it was a bunch of, that's like the, the nighttime dates were tough. Because yeah. you all had a few drinks by that point. You're stick, stuck with a bunch of dudes on this side of the house. <laughs> and, like, it was one of those, like, we were face-to-face. We would make out right now. <laughs> but we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was, I mean, it felt like that. Because but then you go back to all these guys. And you're like, like, cape bands, grunting and stuff. It's pretty cool, though. I miss hanging out with that dude. I probably cared more about. I love hanging out with the guys. It's a lot of fun. Bromance. Really oh, I had well, so Mikey and I had a bromance that, like, I, we kept joking about, like, all right, we're going to be the stars of Chuck and Larry, too. And I told Nick to say we should get married and stuff like that. He didn't think that was funny. So, yeah, he said, we're here to marry girls, not guys. I said, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, our bromance maybe shot us in the foot, but we're still great friends. So, yeah, Mikey's a good guy. Yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah, we love Mikey. Shout out to Mikey. He's the guy in the blue suit, by the way. You see him for maybe like one second, two seconds, but he's a good looking cat for those two seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, the girls don't know it yet, but we're going to be talking to him too. Oh, good. that nice. Okay, wait, what about yeah. what? 
I was going to say, you guys had a workout room on your side, right? Yeah, I think enough of the guys requested a gym that so they had built a us a little gym. That's why y'all couldn't cook. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the food was good. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, you couldn't use the, the oven because you yeah, had to have all this they other had to stuff. Have the gym yeah, equipment. no, it was, it was a decent little gym. It was fun. So, like, when we would drink at night, like, all the guys would go in there and, like, throw 225 on the bench and, like, all right, who's up? Who can work like, out? when they're drinking. Me. That's what they were doing in their first I, I can't do anything when I'm drinking. Me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, they probably right. didn't do a good job all at it. dislocated shoulders and tore ACLs and stuff like that, but it's okay. Yeah, we have the yoga room on the other side, so we were in there doing That's yoga. so, like... I know. You know me. Sexist, though. Like, all right, girls get a yoga room. They don't get well, a gym. I mean, I asked for it. <laughs> to be honest, I was like, is there going to be a yoga facility? Is like, will I at least That's have a so yoga mat? That's so awesome that yeah. they give you guys what you guys yeah. requested to make you comfortable. Yeah, yeah no, that's cool. It was our home. I, I mean, think, for 10 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it was like one of those things where I know that working out is a big stress reliever for me. It's not like I was worried about losing my gains after a few days. It was just like you were in this very stressful situation. Mm-hmm. So it was great to get that. It sucks that we had to do it at six in the morning. A lot of the guys did it later. Um, Cameron, Cameron's jacked. I know. Dude, that guy. Everybody. Like, yeah. Well, not even Cameron. What's the guy's Damien. name? Damien. Damien. Damien's what, pretty, Damien. Yeah. What did they call that? What did I worry called Damien? Yes. Oh, a beef <laughs> castle. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> Y'all know me. Y'all know me. Y'all know who I, how I am. <laughs> Thirsty. Hey, mind your business. I'm drinking water right now. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Seems yeah. like all of you guys kept in touch. Oh, we have a group uh, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, we have a, a big group chat going, and honestly, ever since the show ended, we have all stayed in touch. We're really close, and I mean, it was <laughs> coming back to the real world after leaving the facility. A lot of us were so confused how to couldn't talk join to anyone about society it. again. Yeah, couldn't yeah. talk. To, it was so weird. Like I tried to tell. I went to my best friend's place, and I was trying to tell him about it, and I looked like I just like it was like this weird. I don't know, gotten over the worst experience ever, the hardest experience ever. And he's just like, I'm just going to give you a hook, man. So yeah. <laughs> because we couldn't really talk about it. So yeah. we we bonded. Like, after the experiment was over, we created our little group chat, and we've been going strong ever since. I mean, everybody's close, and everyone keeps in touch. We so. love now that the show's out, by the way. So we we, we share all these them. memes together yes, and memes. all this other ridiculous stuff. Like, I mean, I love all the – we love all the rumors that people have. <laughs> and, um, like, I mean, everyone thinks we're not looking at that stuff, but we definitely are, and it's pretty fun. The rumors are fun. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. And then, you know, some of them I know are true, and then others, I'm like, nope. <laughs> okay. So, Rory spoke about uh, the show being life, a life-changing experience, and you guys have mentioned that a couple of times today. Uh, and he said he also said that a lot of people change their career choices, like, after coming out of it. Um, did any of that happen for you guys as well? That took me a while. Um, so I was a welder when I was on the show. And um, and then I started work, somehow got into demolition afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I was started knocking down buildings and stuff. So actually, <laughs> stuff got a little worse for me after the show, to be honest. Oh, I uh, came back to it. I was like one of the only guys that, uh, probably like one of the only guys on site that spoke English usually. So a lot of Mexican guys called me Mr. Hollywood. Which was pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean, but they, and I would tell them about the show, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever." 
Like they didn't care. <laughs> like so. Um, <laughs> and then there, there was, I was, it was a little bit of a come down for me afterwards. But then I think a, f- a few months later, it definitely changed me in the sense that it kind of I realized I wanted to do more with. I, I mean, it was so interesting, and it was such a weird in- outlook, and it was something I could maybe do in life that I realized I wanted to do something better. So I got out of demolition, mostly because I almost died a few times, too. Okay. So that sucked. And I know that you're a model. And was that what you were doing before? Or how to, how, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've been modeling now probably for probably about eight years or something. So I was already doing it, but I kind of am like a jack of all trades, to be honest. I <laughs> I like to call myself like the wind i just come and go like the tide or something it's nice if you call yourself the wind i call myself the wind i don't know <laughs> you're fluid you're like water yeah i just i don't know i have a that's lot what of, i call myself it's yeah, like water. water i just i have a lot of passions but i mean i have been steadily modeling for the last eight years and i'm also a yoga instructor um but i also work in like event coordinating and things like that so i travel a lot for work you know doing artist relations and <laughs> going to music festivals and things like that. But She's got a lot cooler life. She lives an exciting life. I just like to do a lot of things and honestly I can't sit still but the definitely the show was life changing for sure. Um, I took a step back after the show and I kind of was reevaluating life in general. Um, I was going through some family stuff at the time as well and I needed to kind of focus on just myself and what was next for me. And it really helped me do that because besides the fact that we were trying to find, you know, a potential husband, like the show, I think, opened up everyone to themselves. You know, we live this life now where we're constantly distracted by something and we're always burying our problems and we never really face them dead on. And through this experience, a lot of things came up for me that I forgot were even there. And my life definitely changed afterwards. And, you know, I was trying to focus on those things I needed to work on and family relationships as well. And what my future was looking like and what I should be focusing on and what was more important to focus my time on. Okay. So, um, did you have anything else you want to add to that? I know you said that you changed from construction to welding. <laughs> no, that was welding first, and then demolition, demolition. <laughs> and then got back to personal training and stuff. Oh, and writing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I did a lot of. I did writing before. I think it coming out. Yeah, she's good. She's good. <laughs> she knows me. Um, no, it, it definitely. I and it's not as romantic of a story that it didn't change immediately after. I think it was more of like, well, one, I, I did meet my girlfriend through that and that was great and that's like the first long-term girlfriend i've had since i was like maybe 19 so that's pretty cool but um i think it uh, the the changes of it were more gradual where i think six months into after the show i was like hold on i can do some cool you know like I'm, it's not necessarily that i can go on another tv show or something like that but it was like i need to be doing something more exciting with my life i'm not gonna just have this job that i hate i just wanted to settle down on a career mm-hmm. and then i realized that i don't really care about that if i don't really like the work so, you want to enjoy what you do. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get to the end and have just regret it. You know, like see my 401k and be impressed with that or something like that. I don't care about that. Right. Um, so what's your best memory, your most favorite memory um, that, did, that did not air on the show? 
a lot of the like, dude moments, to be honest. Like, there's actually, I have a clip that one of the late night PAs sent to me where I was basically like being the ref of a plank off between Kenny and Mark. And they're both holding beers on their back. And I was just whispering in Kenny's ear. I was like, don't you let this little kid beat you. Don't you let this little kid. And he's only like three years younger or something like that. But I saw that video. Oh, the video. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and I, it reminded me just how fun it was just to hang out. And stuff. like, I think, I mean, I had no business being on that show. I was more having more fun hanging out with the dudes. You had all the business. No, but I'm saying is like, I was more interested in the, (laughs) like, I love any sort of connection, whether it's male or female, mm-hmm. I, I loved talking to the girls and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was more, I, when I left, I was more upset that I wasn't going to see my buddies anymore and stuff like that. And it wasn't going to be, I mean, I still love seeing them, but it's never going to be the same again as being in the past. Yeah, being there. Well, I wasn't with the pods with them. That That's been... because <laughs> Destiny knew you were going to find Kelsey. That's why That's I think right. uh, Maybe. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that definitely went into play timing-wise. Yeah. Like, if I had been on the show another week, I wouldn't have met her. Yep. If you had gotten engaged and gotten off to the, like, actually... If I went on the, to Mexico. Yeah, I went on to Mexico, I wouldn't have met her. If I, if mm-hmm. LC and I had worked out, because we went out once after the show, and it just didn't really, like, fully kick off. But if we had worked out, never would have met her. Even if it worked out for two weeks, the or eventually... So there was a lot line. of good stuff that worked out timing-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be at the reunion show. Mm. <laughs> I was just I'm If I get an invite, I will be there. Put that out there. Hit, hit. Okay. <laughs> and we'll, I promise that the, um, we'll have much better sound quality. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Okay. One of maybe the most special moments on the show for me, I, I keep thinking about what Rory said in the podcast with you guys and I thought it was crazy that he said I didn't even know this either but I thought it was crazy that he said that was his most special moment because the apple crisp the apple crisp because for me that was I think my most like eye-opening just special moment of the whole thing was when Rory cooked me dinner Mm -hmm. because like my whole life I've been an empath and I'm always like a caregiver and I always want to make other people happy. Somebody doing something yes. And I, and I always do things for other people and no one ever cooks for me ever. And Roy cooked for me and I was so shocked and I was, I just was like, wow, yeah. this is special. Um, but it, it's crazy that you asked that question as well about my yoga practice tying into, to being able to, you know, find love through this journey or just let down walls because I think that the experience wasn't as strange to me or foreign at the time because I had spent six weeks in India, um, maybe five months before this. And the experience was pretty similar because we were practicing like 15 hours a day and there was a lot of meditation and, you know, we were just in this small group of like 25 people and, we all in that group let down walls and talked about fears and life-changing moments and, you know, kind of similar situation to, you know, things that we were talking about in the pods, but, you know, not trying to find a husband at the time, but I had gone through that. Yeah. Always going to be looking at us. (laughs) Like a salesperson, always be closing. (laughs) I'm always listening. (laughs) But it definitely helped me. And I think 
through that, I was able to help a lot of the other girls as well, because I, I, you know, I'm, I love to be there for other people when, when they need help. I can't just like sit back and watch people hurt. So you kind of come off as a therapist like Rory does. I was just thinking show. that. I was yeah. just thinking this. Yeah, why lot, they yeah, connect? Giving a lot of advice and stuff like that. So it makes sense that, that, that. There was even this one time. I mean, this was a stressful day. This was the day before engagement day. I think it was, and everybody was stressed out. I mean, all the girls were in tears, like not eating, not sleeping, just a wreck. And I was like. I pulled out my essential oils in my Tiger Bomb, and I literally gave every girl in Sorry. the facility. I'm not even kidding. This is real. This is, this is like weird stuff I do. I gave every one of the girls in the facility like a head massage and like a tension headache massage with my essential oils. That is another reason, you know, like you just said, why Rory and I connected because mm-hmm. we've both always felt like we had to be strong for everyone else, take care of everyone else and never let our guard down with other people. And that's something we bonded over, but that, that was definitely a role that I played in the house. Right. You know, I can't just sit back. Honestly, it helped me get through my own stuff in the house, being able to help other people mm-hmm. kept me distracted and, you know, gave me something to think about. Andy, uh, I know you're currently in a relationship, but for both of you, what would or did your dating bio say on dating apps? Oh, God, I don't even remember. I always try to make it funny. <laughs> and then I would, like, <laughs> wait a week to see if it works. So I'm guessing it didn't work then? <laughs> uh, I mean, it worked decent. I actually, right before I left for the show, I had gone on a few dates with this girl um, off Bumble. But it was one of those things. It's funny enough, she actually fit all these weird characteristics of a girl I was looking for, like, you know, and so I was really into it. And then I just, the the, the actual emotional connection just wasn't there. It's so weird because she, she hit all the check marks, mm-hmm. but it just still wasn't there. And so I kind of, when it was the last minute where I decided to go on the show, I kind of, I mean, I literally told her, I just said, hey, I have this chance to go on a Netflix show. Sorry. Like, it was, I mean, not, it wasn't as blunt as that, but it was, I wasn't about to do, like, it's not you, it's me. Type you thing. know why? It's not you, it's Netflix. Because love is actually blind. I'm, blind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. I'm not getting paid by Netflix to say that. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that is true. <laughs> But yeah, to an extent, uh, the the bios, attempts at humor, no shirtless pics. Unless if you want the shirtless pics, check them out on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I looked for post my newfound 200 extra Instagram followers I've gotten from this. To (laughs) Andy, I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm up to 526, baby. (laughs) I was already following you. Yeah. I'm totally against dating apps. I've never used one. I've never made one. I never (laughs) wanted to make one. You can call me like Shuby from the circle because I feel the same way about social media. Yeah. Is that working? Shout out to Shuby. Yes. Oh my God. I just wondered. It's a plague. I I never wanted to be a part of um, any kind of social media dating. I just thought it was garbage. Um, I like real human connection and interaction. So... I don't know what mine would have said, honestly. It's okay. I probably just would have been like, 
a lot of yoga pictures. Yeah, yoga pictures, and I would ask people if they like animals. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I tell them up front, I got three dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what are you gonna do? It's tough for me because I have a cat. It's weird how many people are like weirdly, totally, violently against cats. Mm-hmm. So, you, what kind of cat do you have? He's like a little orange tabby. He's not orange or okay. little. He's fat. He's okay. like 14, 15 pounds. <laughs> He's, <a big> cat. <laughs> He's awesome though. Yeah. Ooh, they're Marlin. cute. I had a calico cat named Kelly. Aww. So all my stuff has to like rhyme. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Well, I, I adopted him and I thought his name was Merlin at first. And I was like, that's dumb. I'm going to change that. And then they said it was like Marlin the dad from Finding Nemo. Okay. And so that, that, was, that stayed. Yeah. I was thinking Merle from um, Walking Dead. Um, do you have a type? We know you have a girlfriend, so it better be your girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, no. no, it's not that. Actually. Which I mean, she'll hate to hear. But like, what do I used to think? I was into like, I'm just gonna be honest, like nerdy stoner fitness girls, which don't exist. And actually, it's funny. The girl that I met right before the show fit all these. She liked to lift. I was a powerlifter for a long time. She liked to lift weights, and but she wasn't too ball. You know, not too masculine. It's not about the frame. It's more of just the mindset of it. And I like nerdiness and stuff like that. And so I used to think that was my type. Kelsey's literally none of those things. Mm-hmm. But I think I realized the type thing is stupid. Once you meet the right person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think because if you if you're worried about types, I mean you're seeing it on the show right now. All these people are worried about the types that they have, and then these people don't fit into this exact mold, and then they shut down emotional connections because they're like, oh wait, you're not fitting into my exact characteristics of what I like, so I might as well just move on. That's stupid. I don't know for me. But but no shade, no shade at all. No shade. Yeah, no shade. No shade. Yeah, oh, you shade. you guys. Oh, shame. I got you. Yeah, no shame at all. No, I'm I'm. I think that's one of the reasons I probably made it off the show was no shame. I said whatever I wanted and don't <laughs> apologize why, for that's it. That's why you are where you are now, yeah. <laughs> and you're happy with it. What about you? Do you have a type? I don't think I've ever had a type, to be honest. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. She's, and Andy's over she's, here. A, she's like we're like different poles, but we're the same. <laughs> yeah. Andy's over here saying something. Okay. If you ask my friends, they would say that I like tall black guys. This is true. I do. But I love everybody, and I've had a oh, lot. I'm not saying you like pick certain ones. I'm just saying, <laughs> like her, her <laughs> like Carrington, her current boyfriend, is literally just a black version of Rory. So, like, I joked about, about that with Rory last time I saw him, and he's like, oh, great. <laughs> he's also in the gaming world. That's what Andy means. Oh, my and goodness. Yes. You sure know how to pick them. <laughs> they both design video games. Like, literally, I, they're both great guys, though. Carrington's awesome. I love Carrington. But, I mean, I have, I have dated my fair share of totally different people. You know, different ethnicities and religions and backgrounds and all shapes and sizes so like I feel like I don't specifically have a type I'm more of a, a connection person and I think that's what got me on the show because in my very first interview I didn't know what the name of the show was and I was like to me love is blind oh, God. and I swear to God I said that and I think I hook line and sink <laughs> like, okay. yeah. yep. she's on but I do tend to go after nerdier guys if as you if, should. Uh, yeah. As you should. I, I find that's a trend for me. <laughs> okay. You're both big into fitness. Are you for or against hitting on someone or being hit on at the gym? 
Uh, I don't think any girl really wants to be hit on at the gym, so I try not to do that, but I will happily be hit on at the gym, no problem. Um, but, yeah, no, I think when I used to work at a gym, that was an easier, kind of more acceptable way to maybe talk to girls because you were in this, like, I, I'd say a point of authority sounds creepy, but you, like, they wanted, you were there more often and they kind of knew you weren't that weird. Whereas, like, hey, let me show you how to squat. This makes you sound like an asshole. So I, I try not to do that anymore, especially what was having a girlfriend. So I definitely don't do it anymore. <laughs> if a guy at the gym came up to me and said, hey, let me show you how to squat. I don't even like to squat. Let me show you not how to squat. Right I don't even squat. Well, you should. Let me show you how. No, um, honestly, like, when uh, – so, I, you know, I do a lot of yoga. I don't do the same kind of – fitness stuff that Andy does he does a lot of lifting I've never really liked that I have old injuries from swimming I used to be a competitive swimmer so I think that's why yoga was so great for me um but if some I honestly I try to look like as bitchy as possible at the gym I don't want anybody to talk about it I don't want to be hounded by some like yeah yeah. you the second you smile at most guys they're like oh I'm in <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm look at anybody. If I could wear sunglasses at the gym, I would. <laughs> don't talk to me there. Please do. <laughs> Love is blind. Plug <laughs> <laughs> it as much as possible. Plug it as much as possible. <laughs> I don't know if you guys do this, but love is blind. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was quite on time. That was a good drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I can't get. I couldn't control it that time. <laughs> I wanted to laugh until she just. Said, I, <laughs> I have to go. I will literally like tears will start coming out my That's eyes. Good. I lose right, like we'll the blood there. in my face. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. All right, Dana, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, Danielle, we know you've probably gotten hit on a lot. You are a yoga instructor. You're a model. You're just a, a jack of all trades, like you said. Uh, what's the most exciting thing about, you know, having such a diverse background and doing the modeling thing and all of that? Wow. I, I honestly feel really blessed that the kind of industry that I'm in and the work that I do has allowed me to travel so much. I think that's probably been the most amazing thing for me. I just... I all I'm I don't know how to describe you just it. The New York show, right? Yeah, I just was in New York for Fashion Week. That was incredible, um, and just to be able to do stuff like that. I love to travel. I can't sit still for more than two seconds. So to be able to actually make a living traveling and experiencing new things is probably number one for me. I would never be able to, you know, sit in an office somewhere and no, i know no, andy no. wouldn't be able to either i've tried you know? it don't do it it's awful so i'm just i'm no really to you <laughs> yeah. trust me yeah it's like almost like you have to watch your mouth like because i'll just be like yeah if i ever work a cubicle shoot me in the face and then the person mm-hmm. works in the cubicle and they're like thinking no, about their life decisions I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah i'm in the process right now get out of it when you can but i mean yeah. also i mean there's the stability of income and the four like i just wrote or the 401k and stuff like that are mm-hmm. something we don't get well i'm just i'm an artistic person and being able to do so many different things allows me to express myself in different ways and i don't have to wear the same thing every day talk to the same people every day you know i can dress differently i can experience new things you know 
for I get me, to wear that's... gym clothes to work. It's awesome. It's yes. Thing ever. I never wear, I never have to dress up. Same. Yoga pants. Yeah. High heels. I can go back and forth. So, Danielle, you also have done some volunteering abroad, right? Yes. How did you get involved in that? I'm happy you brought that up. Um, so, I've been, I've been volunteering probably most of my life. Um, I used to volunteer at this animal shelter and I would literally every waking moment that I had, I was there. I ended up adopting so many animals. My dog now, Santiago, shout out to Santiago. He's shout adopted. out Santiago. Yes, Mufungo. Yes, I said Santiago. Mufungo. I, that's his, I that's believe his it should be a name that is not. I, I want it to be a Mufungo, but yes. Better. But um, I can remember as a kid telling my parents that I wanted to join the Peace Corps and they thought I was crazy and they told me that I was going to get some kind of disease or something and I was just like oh I'm going to do whatever I want so um, I didn't join the Peace Corps but I do volunteer um, with this amazing group they go on these mission trips to Costa Rica and we go and we work at this orphanage and it's completely funded by just American churches and it's such an amazing facility and I just feel so grateful that I get to go down there and help build and help work with the children. And honestly, if I could do that the rest of my life and not have to work, that's what I would be doing. Aww, because that's I love you. Thank you. <laughs> no, serious. So shout out to Hogar Methodista Children's Home in Costa Rica. I'm actually going to be going there again. So you built? Yes, literally. Hey, I'm shout trying. out something you built. No, I'm I, no I, I didn't build the organization, <laughs> but I helped literally build an orphanage. Like, I'm telling you, I learned how to to do the craziest stuff. They had me on scaffolding. I mean, four stories. They have you tied with, off? I wasn't tied off what? the first time. OSHA would have shut that <laughs> I know. That's, that's what I was doing. That's okay, though, because I love that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, look at me it's sending insane. pictures to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, I've been doing that for a few years now, and I, I want to do more of that. I'm trying to find some, some bigger, bigger things where I can donate my time, maybe months on end, but I'm still in the process of researching that. Okay. So we got a couple of more questions, and then we're going to get into our game. Okay. We're going to let y'all go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to I'm having fun. Oh. It's so sweet. I love it. We love you. <laughs> we get stuck in traffic afterwards. So. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. We are going to take a brief uh, break right now, guys, and we'll be back right after this commercial. Hey, guys. I'm Jordan, one of the co-hosts for The Love Pod. If you're into fictional stories in addition to reality TV, I want to invite you to check out my new solo podcast, YAA to Z. YAA to Z is a challenge I gave myself to read as much young adult fiction as possible. So I'm reading every book in my local library's YA section alphabetically. Head over to anchor.fm forward slash YAA to Z to check out the first episode and follow me all over social media at YAA to Z. That's Y-A-A-T-O-Z, spelled out. Now back to the show. So, Andy, I know you have a really diverse background. We've talked about you've done welding, you've 
trainer uh, and you're a writer. So I'm sure you have some really interesting stories. Tell us a good one. Oh God, should I tell He the- has the best story, Andy, tell it. All the stories every time we dated in the pods and I always got cut short. So suspenseful. Um, so I actually ended up getting kidnapped in Vietnam once. Um, robbed and kidnapped in Vietnam. So that is a pretty good story. How old are you? 32. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't fighting in Vietnam. Uh, back in 1968 when I was in the Army. You just look really I'm good for your age. Yeah. Oh, I'm 73 years old. He wasn't fighting in the Army. Yeah. No, I got, um, so I'll give you like the condensed version. So I was with my friend um, and we were, we were in Saigon. That's where he lives. And we were going down to what, uh, the street called Buivien, which is like the main tourist area of, uh, of Saigon. And so we went down there and we got out of the car and he said something in Vietnamese to this girl. And if you're a white dude in Vietnam and you speak Vietnamese, it's like a superpower. So she like drags him off into the bar and I was like, all right, I need to go to an ATM. So I went to this first ATM and it was broken. And so I keep walking, keep walking and I go on this next street and this guy comes up to me on a scooter and I'm going to totally incriminate myself here, but whatever, it's a podcast. And he says, Hey, do you want to buy some pot? And I was like, nah, I mean, we, Kind of, I mean, my friend kind of did, but but I said, no, man, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And he kept asking me. And then he said, hey, well, what if you just buy some? We're at, I'm at a party with girls. Like, I was so drunk. It was, I mean, it's not a great excuse, but this was like, you know, out of nowhere, I just said, okay. <laughs> so Bye, I got on the back of this guy's bike, which is the worst decision in history. But, and so I'm kind of like coming to, and I was like, this is really dumb. This is really dumb. But also like, what if I come back and it's really cool? So we get to this little street food restaurant. It's just a bunch of little small plastic chairs and stuff like that. And uh, there's a guy making noodles. And it's really weird because the dude already knows our guy, like the main guy. So he comes up and gives him a drink and leaves. And the guy just stops speaking to me entirely. He starts texting all his friends. So the first guy, about 10 minutes later, it comes around with like a joint, like mm-hmm. a three-year-old joint. And I pulled the whole American thing. And I was like, all right, you, you smoke first. Like, in, you know, like if you're a cop, you know, a little negate everything which i don't think (laughs) is how it works but so he smoked a little bit and then i I smoked the rest of the thing and then we're sitting around and then 10 minutes later he was like hey do you want to buy any i said really man i just want to get back to my friend like so so can i get back to my friend i said yeah 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 so 10 minutes later another guy comes he drops off the stuff in like a red marlboro pack and then leaves and then 10 minutes later the guy that gets the money comes and i give him the money and i realize that all of the guys that had left are now standing behind me and then the main guy takes out a can of bear mace and holds it in my face. And he points to a fake badge on his arm. And he says, we are police. You need to give us $500 or we're going to give you take you to the station. Oh. And so I, I knew, sure as shit, they were not police. Sorry to my language. Um, it's okay, it's a podcast. Okay, okay good, yeah. No, the police are not listening to this. Yes, yeah, no the Vietnamese police especially. So, um, so he says, we're police. He said, I sat there for like 30 seconds. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And then... He, um, I said, all right, well, I don't have $500. I'll give you $200. And he looked at his guys and he, he said, okay. I said, all right, well, you need to take, take anything you had. <laughs> well, yeah, no. And they said, all right, well, you need to take me to an ATM. And they wanted my wallet. But I met a guy in Thailand that had lost his wallet. He was stuck there for a while. So I said, I'll give him my phone. So I gave him my phone and I got on the bike with the guys and we went to an ATM. And uh, I was going to have to take out $4 million. That's how much $200 is in Vietnam. Um, and so I'm sitting at the ATM and right when I'm about to go, like make the transaction, I realize that the dude that's with me 
Oh, I forgot to mention, the main guy with the bear mace also has a gun in his pocket. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so I'm not going to be super brave yet. Um, so my guy's alone. And so I'm like, okay, well, I might have to, I need to get out of here. So I literally do the thing, like, from a movie where I start, like, calling him over. Mm-hmm. And he starts coming over. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually working. Like, I had no <laughs> idea what I was going to do. But I think I was just going to, like, try to tear him off his bike or something like that and steal his bike. And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and so right when I'm, like, as close as we are right now, I was about to make my move. I was about to level this dude. And then the guy comes back around with the gun. And he says, get that fucking money or I'm going to kill you. So I was like, okay, okay. So I went up, got the money out, took two transactions, which was really annoying. And I went up to him and I said, hey, can I at least get my phone back? And he says, get on the bike right now keeps pointing the gun at me so i got on the bike and i get on the back and they start driving us all over saigon like for hours and you know they what they really want is my wallet Mm -hmm. so they kept stopping and it's not like i was like spitting in the guy's face and being like all john rambo i was like he just kept asking for my wallet i said i'm not gonna give you my wallet Mm -hmm. and so why didn't you just take your cards out and give them the wallet? But, of course, you need to get back home. I yeah, and thieves are not, they want the cards. <laughs> so, like, I could have been like, all right, I'm going to take all the important stuff out. <laughs> well, you can have, take my passport. You can have my, tw- <laughs> my $20 wallet. Here you go. Um, so Here's some family photos. Yes, I want those. <laughs> so, eventually. Wait, wait, why didn't you just. Okay. I do have, like, mementos in my wallet that I'm glad I kept. Um, but um, we got to this little intersection, and the main guy basically does, like, this, like, all right, this is it. You need to give us your wallet now, or this is it. So what they're probably going to do is drive me out of town and leave me there, mm-hmm. which would be bad. Mm-hmm. Option B is every single thief in Saigon or Vietnam has a knife. Go take me somewhere. Really make me scared. And I'm, I was probably going to fight my way out of that. Might be dead right now. So, so um, I said, no, I'm not going to give you my wallet. So he says something to these guys. I'm stubborn, by the way. Kelsey hates this, as you can tell. Um, but and so I said, no, I'm not going to give it to you. And so he says something to those guys. And then him and his guy go through the stoplight. So I'm with my guy still. Mm-hmm. And this is it. So I put together this little plan in my head where basically what I'm going to do is as we go through the stoplight, I'm going to try to jump off, and grab his shirt by the back and jump off. And hopefully he will pull off the bike with me. Mm-hmm. So go time. Biggest moment of my life. Like, literally nothing will ever... Going on Love is Blind ain't shit compared to this. Right, right. You know, I'm like, um, Yeah. And so, I'm like, go time. So, other guys in front of me, I jump up, and his shirt just literally rips all the way down the back. And he doesn't move at all. He's just stuck there. And so, it's just pasty little body sitting there. And he looks at me, and he looks back at his guys, and he starts yelling, Amoy, 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 which means, hey, hey, hey. So, those guys in front of me, they turn around, and I'm like, that guy's face was like... Oh my God. His like mouth was so wide. And then right when the guy turned back around, I just hit him so hard right in like the filtrum, mm-hmm. which is like right between the teeth and the nose. Oh my God. And it was like, not the most beautiful punch ever, but it was like, I'm, not a, I'm not a small guy. Right. And I was just, ah! <laughs> and so he exploded. <laughs> and um, So I start booking it, start booking it. Never run so fast in my life. And I had actually torn my hamstring like a year before. So I was like kind of careful at first, but then I could feel the headlights behind me like oh, i could Lord. see the shadow and stuff like that so i was like oh my god oh my god keep going and then so saigon is a lot like um new york how they have like all those like all the storefronts are basically apartments <laughs> mm-hmm. and so and then there's alleys behind them so i cut down this first alley this main alley and i cut down a little sub alley i'm going down it, and there's a big old gate with like a, a chain and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, shit, I, I gotta turn back around so i turn back around again go up the alley again then i go up another sub one i'm just telling myself like i cannot turn back back around again i have to whatever happens here i gotta go yeah you gotta keep going so i come around the corner 
of this little alley and I run into this wall of pots and pans mm-hmm. and just start falling all over them. It's making like the loudest thing ever. And I shit you not, I land into a rooster pen. <laughs> a cockfighting rooster pen. Because there's no hens around or anything like that. And right at the end of the rooster pen was that gate that I told myself I was going to jump over. But it's got spikes and razor wire and stuff like that. So I'm like, I am not going to lose a kidney doing this. So I, after like fighting with the rooster for a second, I just laid down in like the fetal position in the rooster pen. And so finally, a minute or two goes by and I hear all these voices behind me. So I think it's the guys who are going to come and rob me. So I'm like, ready. I'm not going to get stabbed in the fetal position. So I at least get up and I'm going to try to fight my way out of it. But um, it's the people whose pots and pans I have just totally destroyed. It's the guys yelling at me. And I mean, you don't see a lot of tourists in this part of Saigon. This is not like a nice part of Saigon. So he's yelling at me, wondering what this crazy looking white guy with blood coming out of his hand and stuff like that from where I socked him. And I was like, shut up, please be quiet, please be quiet. But I don't know any Vietnamese. I know like one word. But then finally his kid comes out and just speaks enough English that he understood help or something like that. And the guy lets me in. And so I go in and there's a family of eight living in there. There's like the grandmother, aunt, uncle, mother, kids, all this other stuff. And I do know that you're supposed to say hello to the grandmother first. Mm -hmm. And I know Gamon, which means thank you. So I tried to go say Gamon to her, but she started laughing at me because my hand was bleeding all over the place. And so guy sits me down at the back of the apartment. It's almost over, by the way. It's okay. Take your time. So the guy sits me down at the back of the the place, and he brings me a water, a rag, and a cigarette. Mm -hmm. I don't smoke cigarettes, but this was the best (laughs) cigarette ever. It was like a 12-hour shift ending for a wait, like a diner waitress, like, you know, when they see him outside, just like, oh, God, it's so amazing. And then, so I'm sitting there, like, checking out, like, my legs are all cut up and stuff and falling, and me and this guy don't speak a single word of the same language, but we're kind of like, he was a father. You know, mm-hmm. the, you, he could see, like, you could see in his eyes that he cared about me. And the only reason he's been mean to me before is he's defending his family. Yeah, so, he knocked his pants over. <laughs> yeah, and so I wanted to get out of there, though. And so the kid's gone. I'm looking for the kid, and I keep trying to get up, and the guy, like, pushes me back down. I don't want to, like, wrestle my He probably my knew way. the people were outside. He was well, like... <laughs> the, he's out back talking to the lady whose rooster I beat up. And so they're all, she's mad. And then, um, so... Uh, he comes back in, and then finally the kid comes back with the chief of police. Mm. And the dude has flip-flops, fat, untucked shirt, all this stuff. So I'm like, what if that other guy was a cop? Like, I was literally half yeah. expecting to go outside and find this guy, like, pointing at me and be like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> and so I go and um, find, and I still had the pot in my back pocket <laughs> really? that I bought. So I told the cop, I said, no, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm fine. And then he just kept saying, come. Let's go. And then finally he did like the, like, come. So it's like, okay, well, I left something in the alley. So I literally took a technique from cops that didn't work. <laughs> like a cops episode where the it didn't work, <laughs> but this guy tried to reach into his pocket and throw the thing aside. And I just had this brief flashback of that episode where the guy was arrested right afterwards. I was like, that's what I'm going to have to do. Did it work? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're terrible police over there. They are the worst police ever. And so they didn't see anything, and I, like, went up, and I tried to, like, shake the, the guy's hand. I, I wish I knew his name. And I, I went outside, and there's just, like, literally, like, ten different Vietnamese cops there. It's kind of adorable. They don't have guns. They have little sticks on scooters. Oh. So they're, like, about as – they're not very you imposing. Feel safe. No, I was just like, oh, God, this is hilarious. <laughs> and so they tried to see if I would wanted to press charges and stuff like that. And, I, I mean, I'd been doing something illegal. No. <laughs> like, I'm going to go – 
so I got home and I uh, was asleep outside my friend's apartment for a while. And finally he came back. So I snuck in. Because you didn't have your phone. No. Yeah. And I couldn't reach him. And so I snuck in when people started leaving for work. Mm-hmm. So I fell asleep outside and he finally comes back. And he's like, oh my God, man, did you get laid? What happened? <laughs> so I told him this whole story. And then he was like, man, I should have told you about that guy. He's like a famous thief around Saigon. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, so a cool ending part to this is that several weeks after I got home, I wrote a blog post about it. Mm-hmm. And it went viral on an expat website. And they were like, all right, we need to get this guy caught. And so they actually put out, like, a, it was enough of, like, a thing that they, they caught him and put him in jail. Good. And I have his picture now. All right. Now, we're going to play a game. Sorry and, about and, the long But story. before we play the game, I do want people to know how they can find you guys on social media because I don't want to forget about that and I know you got a blog spot so I want you to tell all your social oh, medias <laughs> uh, my Instagram is Andy Rickert R-I-C-K-E-R-T-1 uh, my Twitter sucks <laughs> don't go to my Twitter but I am doing some writing on Medium right now so I'll probably put that on um, it's not necessarily a blog it's more like a, a series that I'm going to put out with that Asia story and the whole trip that I'm gonna put on out soon on um, social on uh, Instagram. Well, so. put it all on Instagram so when when it does come out, people know how to find you yeah. and, and follow. And it. I should probably up my Twitter game. It is <laughs> at Andy tries tweets. Andy tries to tweet. Andy <laughs> tries <laughs> tweets. I'm very bad at it though, so don't expect a good Twitter game from me. All right, Danielle. How can people find you on social media? All social media platforms. Oh right. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram, and my Instagram name is I am underscore Danielle Rose. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter, but like Andy, I try. I'm not in the not in at. the game. I told you <laughs> social media, and I just don't really get along. So it, it's um. I believe that's just Danielle Druin. You can just find me. You can Google oh, me. Yeah, you, you can, can find, find me on stuff. Facebook. Oh, your Twitter. Yeah, yeah, my Twitter. You can find- you can just Google my name, Danielle Druin, D-R-O-U-I-N. generates enough interest I'm that somewhere. people Google. You're like top 10 most Googled people. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Like, you might find some like Like you literally type D and it just brings up Danielle Druin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just on your computer. And yeah. happened to I, me. I, I so how much, how much are you Googling, Danielle? <laughs> that's because Kelsey and I talk so often. <laughs> All right. So he's Googling the class every day. We have two games to choose from. You got to pick, pick one. Okay. We got this or that or words with friends. This or that, pretty simple. So I asked you a question. Which one do you like most? This one or that one? You pick one. Mm-hmm. Or um, words with friends. When I say a word, you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Which one you guys want to play? I like words with friends. What do you think? All right. Play so the game. We're going to do words <laughs> with friends. All right. So, um, fa- oh, it's favorite thing. So favorite cast member. Rory. Mikey. All right. Favorite celebrity? Wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jason Momoa. I love him. Okay, we've got Jason Momoa and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh, celeb crush. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Jason Momoa. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, favorite celeb doppelganger? Oh, God. Someone used to tell me I looked like the guy in the OC. Wow. Um, I don't really that. I don't know. I don't know if I have Steven? one. Steven? <laughs> the, uh, the main, Ryan. Wasn't that the main dude's name? Oh. <laughs> you remember the OC? Know. Oh, the OC. I'm thinking Laguna Hills. Yes, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I could but that see was it. when I was a younger man with mm-hmm. less facial hair. All right. Favorite <laughs> TV show besides Love is Blind? <laughs> wait, wait. We didn't um, get Danielle. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, for my celebrity doppelganger? Oh. Yeah, I truly don't know. Andy, who do you, who do I look like? I have no idea. Uh, this girl named Danielle Druin, if you Google her. That's yes, right. Google, Google that girl. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I look like anybody. You're your own person. I'm my own. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is my favorite show, by the way. Absolutely. Oh, favorite. Oh, okay. Game of Thrones for me. I love Game of Thrones. Okay. Favorite movie. Ooh. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wow. Okay. That's a hard one. I like too many things. Um, maybe first thing to come to mind. First thing. The first thing. Oh my gosh, the Sandlot. Is that crazy for yes, me to say? I love, I love that movie. Oh, you about it, don't just, guys, is that a good movie that I, I mean, should like? I truly can't watch many movies more than once, but I've seen the Sandlot like well, we fifteen would not times. Well, Kelsey doesn't either. So. Okay. Favorite um, dating app? Real life. I don't like apps. I, I mean, I guess back in the day I was a Bumble man. <laughs> All right. I'm on Bumble too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So your favorite one-liner joke? Oh, God. I have one that's really bad. Go ahead. Does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> like that's not my favorite. That's the only thing I can think of. That's horrible. <laughs> don't wear that. Oh, one-liner joke? No, I don't know. Fuck. We'll go with the rapey one, I guess. The chloroform one. Oh, no. Like, no, don't go with I don't know. I would pass. I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like I use a lot of weird slang, and like I have my own weird words I like to use. Do it to it. Yeah, I don't know. I say crazy town a lot. I don't know. I'll go do it to it. Okay. What's your favorite pickup line? Hi, I'm Andy. (laughs) (laughs) And I also, if I was single right now, I would say, have you seen Love is Blind on Netflix? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. I used it as a wingman thing last week. It worked real well. They were Mm -hmm. jacked up. As the wingman? Yeah, I like popped in inside of Mikey and I was like, hey, we're both on this show. Oh, my God. He's, he's still trying to find Mikey love. <laughs> Doesn't work. Those ladies are out there. Mikey's still single. Yeah, if you have a pulse, he might talk to you. We're going to get him on so we can get his Instagram jumping. Oh, jumping. Good. What's your favorite pickup line? Um, I don't have a, a set pickup line, but I think I would probably say something really crazy. Like, oh, do you like animals or do you do yoga? That's probably <laughs> the closest thing to a pickup line. Nope. I have, to come up, I have to come up with one for you, okay? Yeah. All right. So, favorite personality trait in your significant other? Andy, take that. She's goofy. Mm-hmm. I like her goofiness. We're very goofy together. I don't know if you you see. Danielle's probably seen that more than others, but. Yes. Yeah. We're very goofy together. <coughs> I love that. Oh, Hit. come on, Nicole. Be professional. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's girlfriend, Kelsey, is literally my other half. <laughs> Very goofy. Um, I, would, I would say definitely kindness. If you're not a good human being, then I'm not talking to you. I think Rory said the same thing. Really? Yes. Yeah. We, it's, seriously, that's the biggest thing for me. Honesty, it, it doesn't matter what you tell me. You know, I won't look at you differently. But if you're not honest, then... It ain't cool. Okay. Yeah, it ain't cool. It ain't cool. What is your favorite physical trait in a significant other? Physical. Physical. I'm a booty man. Booty? Oh, that's booty boy. What am I supposed to say? I like the nape of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> I said eyes. Come on. 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 Come on.
I'm just gonna be honest. That's right. You be honest. If you don't have like, I'm not about to like censor myself and be like, I like a beautiful eyelash. No, I'm good, man. I like butt, but there are other physical attributes. Yeah, exactly. I really like hair, by the way. I, I do think Danielle used to have some longer hair. Wow, I my hair was miss so long. The long hair. I you? like the short hair too, but I love your long hair. I truly. Uh, we had this ongoing joke in the pods that people would like ask what I, we look like and stuff like that, and I would always be like, "Oh, I look like the dancing emoji, right?" Because my you do. yeah, the red oh, dress yeah. emoji. Yes, my my day one dress was <laughs> this red dress that looked just like the dancing emoji. I remember. And my hair was super long like that. And I was always doing something weird. And one of the girls was like, you're the dancing emoji. So that was like, when anyone was like, oh, what do you look like? I'd be like, I'm the dancing emoji. <laughs> that was it. That's all they got. What <laughs> is your favorite band? Band? Oh, God. Um, all time. I think it might be Weezer. I'll just go with that because, mm. they, you know, I loved them throughout my childhood and I still love them now. But... That's probably not the right answer, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> like, there's probably like I'll probably think of an answer later, but let's just go with Weezer. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I probably have to say X Ambassadors. I love them. They're good live too. Yeah, I love X Ambassadors. <laughs> Favorite vacation destination? Not <laughs> 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 <That> Saigon. <laughs> You know what's funny is Vietnam was still my favorite, although I want to retire in Chiang Mai, Thailand, which is where all the elephants are. Okay. Because yeah. one, you can yeah. take your money over there and a million, like, not yeah. that I'm going to have a million dollars, but let's just say you have a million dollars to retire with. You probably have more like three million over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Asia, Southeast Asia in general. Okay. Yes. Ooh, that's a tough one. I, but the number one thing for sure Tulum, Mexico. <gasps> I am obsessed. I want to live there. Mm-hmm. I want to live in the jungle next to a cenote. I want to go to that awesome yes. wood gym. Yeah, they, Annie needs to see that. There is a wooden, wooden gym on the beach. Now. Honestly, like, just the vibes there. I love that place. But, I mean, I have gone some pretty amazing places, but I would live yeah, You've been to Cuba, in Tulum. India, and yeah. all those places. It's one of the only people I've met that went to Cuba. Yeah. yeah well, you know, when you go out there, you got to have... um. You gotta have educational stuff on your itinerary yeah. uh-huh. every day. Uh, actually, Andy's girlfriend Kelsey, my best friend, we kind of finagled our way into Cuba. It wasn't a hundred percent. It was a hundred percent legal. Listen, I Cut told you, out. she is the. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite food. Pizza, hands down. Oh. Not even a like a question. Not even a question. I love Mexican food. I could just eat corn chips and guacamole for the rest of my life probably <laughs> that's why you like going to and yes, last hard. question mm-hmm. favorite song oh Jurassic Park theme song by John Williams <laughs> oh my this guy God. is crazy <laughs> you're crazy you're so random where you pull that from it's a good song <laughs> go listen to it Again, I'll probably think of another one later. I'm yeah, like, that was it's not okay. The right We're gonna answer. bring Andy back with all his stuff, <laughs> yeah. all the stuff he couldn't think of today. <laughs> Andy's got all the stories for you guys. What's your favorite Ooh. song? Favorite song? That's tough for me. I'm very indecisive, but um, maybe all of all of me. But John Legend. Yeah, I, I love, love that, that song. song. You know what I really like though is that new um, weekend song. 
Oh yeah, Blinding I love that light. song too. I, I love the weekend. Oh, that's it's, good. it's like this awesome '80s synthesizer sound. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's my favorite song right now. I'm gonna look it up on my um, Apple Music video. Look at the video. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I just love John Legend. Okay. All of his stuff. Well, hey. Danielle, Andy, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I have truly enjoyed myself. Like, you have no idea. I found my sister. Yes. (laughs) So, I want to thank you guys for coming out. Hope you, I, like I said, I really enjoyed the vibes. Want to see you guys again. I'm coming to the reunion show. Y'all better say, we got to invite Nicole from the Love Pie. I will be there. Dina, you're coming too. You're coming. Oh, yeah. I'll hop on a plane. Let's do this. <laughs> I need right. the same dog sitter that watched uh Coda and Peyton for the 12 months that you guys were gone. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, who's watching these dogs? The dogs, I know. I didn't have Don't my dog then. So he he was one of my life-changing things that happened after I got a dog. Good. <laughs> well, oh, your car good. also got robbed right next to yes, your house. So true. I got that, robbed. Yeah, our car's been broken into twice, twice. in her driveway. What yeah. kind of car do you have? It's a Jetta. Not, yeah, nothing. I think that's like the second most burglarized car. The first is something yeah, like a Honda nice Accord. It's, it's not, not things like you'd expect. Robin yeah, Bentley you're right. It, it is like stuff that. you wouldn't expect. They're like, oh, she's not going to have a fancy alarm system. I don't know. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, y'all. Check us out next time on The Love Pod. Thanks again for listening to The Love Pod. To get the latest scoop on upcoming episodes, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Love Pod Podcast. Later this week, we're chatting with Mikey from Love is Blind. And stay tuned in March to hear from Alex, a.k.a. Adam from The Circle, and his wife, Gina. See you guys next time on The Love Pod.